And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner. Along shortly, I'll have my Hall of Fame podcast partner, Coach Ted Huber, with me. And we're going to be taking a look at the All-Star Game that took place in the summer of 2011, which uh, celebrates the athletes actually from 2010 and the 2010 season. We'll also uh, give you a rundown on a number of things that happened uh, during that uh, 2010 football season, including the state championship games. And we're going to be, of course, talking to coaches, the head coaches, head coach of the North, Mark Hoffman, and also Rick Wimmer from the South, also uh, head coach and head coach of the South All-Star Squad. So those two gentlemen will be with us, and uh, we're going to be talking about the players, of course, some of them, and uh, some other highlights from the 2010 season. So join us. It's going to be a fun ride. Stick around. Okay, coaches, it's summer camp season, which means you might be in the market for some camp T-shirts or maybe camp awards, coaching shirts and shorts, maybe even a mini football for all your young campers. Well, Big Cat Promotions has all of this and much, much more. With over 100,000 products available, our designers can come up with something that's unique just for you, items that will create a lasting impression on your future high school players. Big Cat Promotions can give you a quote so you can shop and compare. Call me, the Big Cat, at 574-551-5916, and let's have a super summer camp session. 574-551-5916. Big Gap Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner, and along with me, of course, is my Hall of Fame uh, podcast partner, Coach Ted Huber. And we got some very special guests with us as we're going to explore the 2011 All-Star Game, and I'm going to let Coach Huber introduce our guest. We have the two head coaches, uh, North Coach Mark Hoffman, who uh, spent most of his days in Valparaiso, Indiana, and uh, Rick Wimmer who was in several places, uh, ended up uh, winning a state championship at Fishers. So, gentlemen, uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, Hoppy, uh, let's start with you. Uh, let's start with uh, what's this new adventure you got going on out here in the upper Midwest? Uh, new adventure. I, I think it's called moving, uh, Ted, when <laughs> Sue and I, my wife and I, <laughs> When uh, my wife and I retired, uh, actually, after the 211 season uh, in 2012, we decided to uh, get a little place down in Florida, and we did that, but we stayed in Valpo, and we were snowbirds, as they call it. But then I uh, want to get close to our grandchildren, and they lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. In fact, my son-in-law said, and you might remember him, uh, he played for Rochester when they were state champions, and he got the Mental Attitude Award. Oh, Tim wow. Walker was his name. Right. I actually coached him in the 88 All-Star game when I was with Brad Smith, and he ended up becoming my son-in-law. Uh, <laughs> some guy from Rochester hooked my daughter from Valparaiso, and, and we rock and rolled, and they've been up here for 20 years. So we decided to build in South Dakota. And as I'm talking to you and Rick and Dave and – in the state of Val or the state of Indiana, I'm looking at a beautiful field with there's no deer yet, but a couple of pheasants will run by before this podcast is over. <laughs> there you go. All right, so uh, Rick, uh, you're in Florida. I'm at the other end. Yeah, I I, I uh, bailed out for the warmer weather, mm-hmm. so uh, my uh, uh, I, I I retired in uh, after the 19 season and. Uh, uh, my partner and I, Deanna, had, had, uh, she's from Florida, and we had talked about moving to Florida. Um, and I, but I still wanted to coach. I was, I was ready to stop being a head coach and, and uh, ready to stop teaching. And uh, but I, I still enjoyed the game, wanted to coach. So, um, Coach Chris Keevers and offensive coordinator Brad Wilson at University of Indianapolis. So. Took me on as a volunteer coach uh, after I retired as a, uh, at Fisher's High School and did that for a year, and then they had a, a position open up, so I uh, they, they hired me to coach tight ends my second year there, 
Um, and, uh, and then it, you know, I could have stayed, but we, we kind of had plans to come down here and, uh, didn't really know if I, you know, if there was a job for me, but, uh, it worked out. Uh, coach Eric Patachny at Weber International University hired me to, to coach linebackers and, and, uh, uh, and this year's added special teams coordinator to that, so I'm I'm still enjoying coaching and and uh, but but you know enjoying the the weather of Florida and and uh, uh, being somewhat retired, I guess, but not uh, <laughs> I'm not not wasn't quite ready for the retirement. Right. No. Where is Weber International? It is uh, in Babson Park. It's about halfway between Tampa and Orlando. Uh, about an hour south of Lakeland. Uh, okay. People know where that is. So mm-hmm. uh, it's right in the middle of right in the middle of Florida. Probably the hot, hottest part of Florida. It, it gets hot. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, nice campus on a beautiful uh, beautiful lake. So we get a little breeze there, and uh, uh, it's a good place to be. There you go. Okay, uh, let's talk football. Mark Hoffman. You were yep. the head coach. Who I was. Were your assistants in 2011. You know, we, we had some really good guys uh, from the region. Uh, we had Roy Richards, and he is now going to be the new coach at, at Portage, which is exciting for him. Mm-hmm. But we also had some guys that are really uh, well-known around the state, of course. Jason Simmons, at the time he was with Hamilton Heights. He was on the staff and Kevin O'Shea at that time, he was with Lafayette Central Catholic. We had Randy Hudgens from Columbia city, Bob Holmes from Bremen, but he prior to that, he was at Michigan city. And then we also had Ross Perry, who was the assistant coach rep. He was an assistant coach at Mishawaka. That was our staff. And, uh, we blended all together. We pretty much knew everyone. And it was, it was a a great week of like all the all-star games are at, had the opportunity uh, to be involved in four of them, two as a head and two as an assistant, and I enjoyed every minute of it, and hopefully the kids did too. Yeah, uh, Kevin O'Shea has uh, Twin Lakes now, isn't he? I think he's I, Twin Lakes, yeah. Oh, that's where he is now. Wow, yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, I think, um, I think his wife had a situation where uh, they thought that would be best for them both. So it's uh, not a bad situation. It was a good situation. So anyway, um, you know, he got out of the rat race, so to speak, uh, in North Central, and now he's at Twin Lakes and probably going to hang around out at Monticello at the lake, I would imagine. There you go. Good place to be. There you go. Um, okay, Rick, uh, what about your staff? Well, I had a, a really bunch of Good bunch of guys. Scott West was uh, served as our defensive coordinator at the time. He was at uh, Bloomington North. Um, Mike McClure was the assistant coach rep, but it was like having another. He was like having another head coach. He had been a head coach in high school and in college at Franklin College, and at the time was uh, serving with Darren Fisher as, as an assistant at Whiteland. Uh, Andy Winesapple was the head coach at Evansville Bossy. And uh, he was on the staff. I, I coached with his dad. Um, I believe in my in the very first All Star game I ever had an opportunity to coach in, um, which would have been like '86, uh, I believe. And um, on on um, on Mike Doden's staff, um, and uh, like Mark, I had a chance to, to coach in four of them, and so uh, it was kind of neat to. Had Andy on staff when I served with his dad on a previous staff. Jason West uh, was the head coach at Lawrence Central at the time. Uh, moved on to Warren and is now at Franklin Central, I believe. Um, uh, he was on the staff. Scott Widener uh, was the head coach at Shenandoah at the time and, and uh, served on that staff. Uh, came from the same region that I came from. And then uh, uh, Brian, Woodward, uh, Brian Woodard. Uh, was a playing field, uh, and uh, he, he was on staff as well. Well, you know, some of these guys have uh, retired just like most of us did. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's how it comes for all of a sudden. 
Yeah, except for Wimmer. Uh, that's, that's okay. he's, he's the young guy. Right. That's right. He is the young guy. So, um, yeah, some of, most of us did. And, and, you know, we still have some of these guys. And, uh, you know, the experience, you know, four, four times, both of you have been there four times, right, as a, as a coach. And uh, I went through three of mine. And, uh, of course, I've been involved with in the other sense of the word. But, uh, you know, what, what, a, what a great situation. Uh, you know, I was going to say something earlier about Poppy's son-in-law. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Talley would say we choose to be – we choose to hang out with football people. And, uh, geez, he's – you know, here he is uh, – <laughs> A player, and now his, you know, his father-in-law was a coach for thirty-some years, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the all-star game is 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 something special, no question about it. And uh, Opik, uh, could you add to that? Or uh, well, you know? no, what what you said, Ted, is is I, I can remember back in in uh, oh my goodness, this is going to date me now. But back in, uh, it was 1980, the first All-Star game I coached in. And uh, we were down at IU, and those were the two-week days. Remember those days? I do. Two weeks yes, of practice, and, and it was hot down there. And, and But what a thrill. And uh, to be, I was just 29 at the time and, and to enjoy every minute of it. And in 88, I uh, had the opportunity to be back at Butler, which was, my alma mater where I played all those years for Tony Hinkle and then Bill Sylvester, but had a chance to be the defense coordinator for Brad Smith. Who's been a, and, and everybody thinks, well, you met Brad when, you know, you guys were in the same area. You went high school. I said, I didn't know Brad at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet Brad. <laughs> so I was in the mill working in the mill in the summer and he was working in the mill in the summer and lifetime friendship. And then, and, and then, then pop along in 99, he had an opportunity to coach again and, and uh, that was just fabulous uh, to have that. That was back at Butler, and then and then to end up uh, uh, and and finish up uh, two eleven, which the two eleven season was my last season, but the two eleven All Star game, and just memories. And you brought up my son in law, Tim Walker, but you know we do hang with one another. Those who our friends are. Sure. I was seventy three yesterday, and all the old coaches are calling and making fun of my age. And, <laughs> and you know what? Uh, I'm glad we're all still here with the big fun of that. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. I mean, it's just a good thing, but, but we all know what sports, what, what sports do for kids. And we all know what it does and everything we go through with our families and, and everything that, that happens to give the best that we can to the kids that we really care for and cherish. And, uh, I tell people, they said, how did you coach for 40 years? I said, I didn't coach. I played mm-hmm. every day was fun every day, getting up and working with the kids and the staff and, and then working with people, uh, with the IFCA. Oh my goodness. That was the Dave lands and, and the hub Etchison's back for mm-hmm. those of us remember hub. And mm-hmm. I mean, and, and Joe Goodman and, and, and Joe Talley. I mean, the list goes on. Those guys have been long gone, but they were pioneers and they were the great people. And I had the opportunity, you know, to also work for Tom Stokes. Uh, and he was a legend for us. And, and just, I could go on and on and on, but it's, um, we all love this game and it's going to continue to be the best game. And that's what I'd like to add. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rick, what, what can you add here? Well, you know, I, I would, uh, just, just what Mark's talking about there, you know, the, the relationships you, uh, you know, obviously with kids and, and, and your assistant coaches and all, but with, with the other coaches in the area, um, he talked about 1988 when he was uh, defensive coordinator on the staff of Brad Smith. I was on the South staff that year. It was my, my second all-star game and um, working with uh, Bud Wright and, and, uh, so that was, and, and I had just taken the job at Maryville. Um, so I really did not know Mark and Brad and Bob Bridge, who was on that staff, and um, uh, um, all the guys from Jimtown. Uh, 
J.D. Uh, uh, Russell. Mm-hmm. Russell. Um, yeah. That was kind of my introduction to those guys, as well as, you know, the South guys who I, I did know a little bit better. But I was a very young coach, and, and uh, um, you know, those guys just become they, – they just kind of become – Good friends. I, as I said, I was uh, getting ready to move to the north there, and that's that was kind of you know that all star game was kind of my introduction to Brad and Mark and and uh, and and uh, Bob Bridge. Uh, those guys all became very good friends, and um, uh, still still think about those times from time to time. Well, you you moved around a little bit more than uh, Hoppy did, <laughs> uh, you know, and. Uh, I'm not sure you moved around as much as I did, but uh, <laughs> can ask my wife have, about man. that. She, she tells she tells everybody that we uh, the last time we moved it was number fourteen. So, wow! Yeah, that was right. It's amazing. You have a special lady there. You know that. Yeah, it's amazing <laughs> that I'm still married. I think, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, you guys are the kind of guys that. Uh, you know, we love to have in the IFCA in coaching and uh, still involved in it. I know Rick for years was uh, involved in the clinic, uh, did his work with the clinic down there, and uh, Hoppy for years was the service guy. Uh, he kept all the stats and uh, handed out the awards at the All-Star Game uh, for guys that, uh, you know, how many years service they had given to the IFCA. So, uh, you know, this this is what we do, and uh, this Dad, you know, I stole that idea, don't you? Which, which the first award, yeah. I stole it. Did you know that? No, no, what I mean, you, I mean, you stole every idea you ever had. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm giving, I'm giving you some great information here. Here we go. I was president in in 1985, a long time ago, a young puppy, and and. Uh, and president of the state, after I was president, served my term, I was also the head track coach at Valparaiso. And all the track guys, every time I went to a track clinic, these guys got service awards. So I came back, and I do believe at the time, Brad might have been the president of the IFCA. And I said, Brad, I think we need to get this going. I'm going to bring it up at the, the IFCA meeting. And we adopted that back in the late eighties and the plaques at that time were all made in good old life sports in Valparaiso, Indiana. (laughs) And I would haul down a truckload that first year we passed out. I I can't even imagine Dave Land, I think had a heart attack because they had to write the bill for all those. But now that's been tradition gone on now since the late eighties and it's wonderful. And, We've had some great things at the All-Star Game. It just added a little bit to the All-Star Game, I think. And it also gave a lot of uh, rewards to those middle school and junior high and freshman and assistant coaches that never really had an opportunity to get recognized at the various levels. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, I can remember Dave Bungardner getting his 40th year plaque <laughs> at the All-Star Game, didn't yes, you? Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, it's neat of Ward uh, to be recognized yeah. that way. No question. Yeah, so so it was a good theft, Coach. Huh? It was I a good theft, it, Coach. Good job. Just like Opie said, I stole, the, I stole the idea. It was great. Great job. Perfect. Speaking of all-star games, uh, we need to talk about some players. Uh, Hoppy, uh, you got any you remember? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I could uh, – Everybody had to remember Big Ben. We called him Gentle Ben. Ben Davidson. He could have been the tallest, not probably the heaviest, but has to be the tallest player ever to play in the North South All Star game if we had that record. He was an offensive lineman from Rensselaer. I think he went to Max. I went to went to Western Michigan, I believe. He was. Are you ready for this? He was like six ten. And weighed three hundred and some pounds. He was a monster, mm-hmm. and and you know I just I remember him specifically because of, of his size. He was such a great stature. But you know we had kids from all over the north. I, I know the region had about twelve or fourteen kids. Uh, region one did. There were two 
from uh, Valparaiso on the team that year. Dominic Cozzolonia ended up, uh, he went to uh, Elmhurst and, and, and he played. And then he decided after college he wanted to serve, and now he's a captain. And uh, he became a, a airborne ranger. The oh, wow. kid was amazing. Mm-hmm. I know, and just just tremendous. And and then we also had a guy named uh, Adam Perturka, who uh, played in the game defensive end, and and he was one of our better defensive players that we've had at our school for a while. And he had a nice little career at Drake. But you, you look at some of the other kids, Matt Neal, uh, he was from Maryville where, where Rick coached at one time. And, and, uh, he, he was, uh, uh, our Ralph Everman award. I mean, he was a spectacular, a Maryville cat defensive lineman. And then, you know, you got to have names like Jordan, uh, Yurasevich. I mean, guys like that, mm-hmm. uh, when you get names like that, you know where they're from, they're yeah, from absolutely. the region. Mm-hmm. And then 10, of course, they were loaded mm-hmm. as they are every year. And, yeah, Cody Potowski was on the team, and 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 you start looking at that, uh, uh, and the Sean Prentice, that guy was a three-year starter for the Penn Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kids just really stick out. And then our quarterback, you know, that year uh, we had Yoder, uh, that football, but we loved him. I called him, you know, he was our Amish king. Basically, <laughs> Anthony Yoder. He, I mean, I don't know if he was Amish or not, and I not flattered the Amish, but he was from Concord and. Yoder is an Amish or Mennonite name, and, and he was one of our quarterbacks, and, and he did a, a really nice job for us. And Max Matthews, who actually was right there from the same region, both of our quarterbacks were from the same region. He was from South Bend, St. Joe, mm-hmm. and he ended up at North Central Illinois, and, and Yoder ended up at trying. So uh, those are kids that really stick out, and, and Maryville had some great kids, but the kids that scored for us, uh, our only score, thanks, Rick, for not letting us score much. But Jerry <laughs> Griffin from Hammond Morton uh, was uh, quite an athlete. He was a wide receiver, played a little bit at St. Francis, and he had an opportunity to play for Roy Richards when he was at Hammond Morton. And, and Roy said, this guy, you're going to love him, you're going to love him, and we did. He was uh, he had a lot of speed, and he was, he was a very good player for us. And, you know, those are the ones. Oh, I couldn't forget his name. If I say the name Colby. What city do you think of? Oh, Kokomo, all the way. Kokomo. We had Austin Kobe. We had the grandson out there, and, mm-hmm. and that was pretty good. You know, he ended up going to Franklin. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those were some of the great kids that we had that we thought were, you know, some of our leaders and did a good job for us uh, yeah. the entire week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rick, you had a pretty good player that came from <laughs> Fishers. Uh, yeah, we actually had two in the All-Star game and, and both performed very well. Uh, uh, Kobe Orris. Uh, uh, now, just because he intercepted, don't rub it in. Come on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Ted brought it up. Now, yeah. uh, Kobe uh, had a great career at University of Indianapolis um, and uh, had an interception in the game, a couple, couple bat downs, and uh, – uh, became the Mike Raybould Award winner in 2015 for outstanding college career of uh, a player that played in the All-Star game. And then we uh, we also had Brian Sutton in the game who uh, uh, played who ended up playing at Bowling Green. Uh, was a starter his last two years there. He actually had two interceptions in the game, um, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, just it was great to, to be there. Uh, and have, you know, it's great to have your players there. But we had a lot of other good players as well. Connor Bartell was a quarterback from Cathedral, who also went on to have a really good career at University of Indianapolis. Um, And his teammate, Reese Horn, a wide receiver from Cathedral, played at UND as well, and is still playing uh, over in Europe. He's had a couple stints in uh, XFL and, wow. and some short stints in the NFL. Uh, and he's still, uh, I think he's 30 years old now and he's still playing in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, he was, uh, uh, he was quite a player. Um, and then, um, uh, uh, Trey Reese was our other quarterback from Indian Creek. Um, he ended up, uh, throwing a touchdown pass. Uh, to J.D. Robinson, we only scored one touchdown, too, Mark. So, uh, you know, we but we did have a couple <laughs> field goals that uh, were, were different. Those were from uh, Stephen Lewis, 
from Brownstown Central, who I, I believe also went to UND. But he had two field goals in the game, which uh, were kind of a difference for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but J.D. Robinson from Brevard was a tight end uh, uh, that caught the touchdown pass from, from Trey Reese. Trey, I believe, was the most valuable player for the South mm-hmm. in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, a lot of a lot of great memories of guys that, uh, uh, you know, fun to be around all week as well as the coaches. Uh, another guy, A.J. Ackerman, body, uh, was a really outstanding player in our conference at Brownsburg. Had a really good career at Wabash College. Um, uh, so, you know, just, just a lot of guys that I uh, still remember today. It was a tight, yeah, tight. It was a tight ball game, you guys. Thirteen to seven, South won. But uh, uh, yeah. what what about during the week? Did you guys like talk to each other much, or were you in, in uh, covered in oh, secrecy yeah. between the two staffs, or how'd that all work out? <laughs> I don't remember anything like that. We, uh, Mark and I, talked quite a bit. I think you know. I mean, passes crossed, and and uh, Mark and I have been good friends for a number of years. So. Um, uh, I spent nine years in the region and had a lot of respect for Mark. And, um, uh, you know, a quick story on Mark. Uh, he, he talked about starting the, um, uh, the, the awards there for the IFCA. And, and Mark, Mark was a leader in our region. And um, uh, Elmer Britton was, at the, at the time, was uh, the president of our region. And Mark came up with this idea that we needed to have a recruiting fair. In, in northwest Indiana, in the region. Oh, we did. And, and when, uh, when uh, Elmer was the president, and I said, yeah, I'd like to help with that. And I think that's a great idea. And so we met, and next thing you know, uh, Mark says, okay, you're running this, Wimmer. It's going to be at Maryville High School. <laughs> 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 so I was a young guy. I kind of got, uh, uh, you know, they kind of put that on me to do that, but at that Recruiting, I was real proud of the, the job, but hey, we couldn't have done it without the help of guys like Elmer and Brad and Mark that really led the way and, and helped me uh, get that thing going. But uh, I think that's still going today. I think it's still uh, kind of a state right. in northwest Indiana, and, and uh, a lot of kids benefit from that. And in fact, after the recruiting fair, after we started the recruiting fair, the state picked it up here for a while. Yep. And we had a thin rules change and everything went out. But I'd like to add something. Uh, you know, I went through a lot of players. But I want to add that we had a manager there. Her name was Jess Bunchek. Now, you will not remember Jess Bunchek. She was our manager from Valparaiso. Mm-hmm. And they select four or five um, managers from various schools to help out with the team sure. and getting things organized for the practices. Mm-hmm. Jess went on to Purdue University mm. in aeronautical engineering. Oh, wow. Graduated with all A's. <laughs> and she now works for the government, mm. and she has been in Antarctica oh, for my. two years doing research. Oh, wow. And she is a phenomenal scientist. Mm-hmm. For, and she is just a young puppy. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. she's you know, like Rick said, around 30-some years old and, and, and with the player over in Europe, but I forgot to mention her. And I think of, of the things we do, her greatest thing was being a manager for the football team at Valpo, sure. but she was also a manager four years at Purdue on top of getting her 4.0 at oh, Purdue. Wow. So wow. that's something that a shout out for, because, Absolutely. you know, we don't talk about our manager support staff a lot, but mm-hmm. I would have, um, there would be very few people to match what she's accomplished in her short tenure of her life. No kidding. Well, those are the kind of stories we need to obviously publicize, you know, because there are so many kids that came out of this game that went on to great things. Okay. And most of the time, what we listen for are the guys that, um, you know, had really good football careers. Okay. And, you know, that's not as, uh, that's not as big as it used to be because now the D1 guys, they don't come to the all-star game anymore. But, uh, you know, all the things that these kids have accomplished, uh, you know, these are the kind of kids that we had in the all-star game. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, this is good. I, I, I really appreciate you mentioning that because these are the kind of people 
that, um, you know, that, that we want to promote and say, Hey, they were, they were our guys. They were our girls. Okay. You're right. Uh, Ed. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, having been, uh, the last couple of years there being football coach and AD at, at Valparaiso and looking at all the other sports and having been involved in other sports as, as a coach, uh, only our sport really recognizes what you just said. Not only do every sport kind of takes care of their players by making them all stay there, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But very few include support staff and other people that have given back to the program in one way or another. Mm-hmm. We do that through our hall of fame. We do that through our all-star game and, and, and for acknowledgement like that, that is unsurpassed. Mm-hmm. And that's why, uh, I think that's why we are as good as we are at Indiana with the IFCA and everything that you and, and Dave and everybody else keep doing. Uh, it's just tremendous. And it's, I'm very proud to speak of our heritage there and everything that's been accomplished. And I just applaud you two for keeping things going like this. I think this is wonderful. And Opie, you're the dog that's still working. I love it. That's good too. <laughs> well, it's amazing how many, like, and it's true. I mean, community leaders that our kids go on to be, uh, not necessarily connected to uh, football and in many cases, not connected to football. And then of course we have also the guys and gals that, uh, stay in football, uh, in coaching and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I think it speaks well for the discipline of the sport, uh, for the, the uh, fundamentals that are taught in the sport to be hardworking and to be, uh, uh, you know, to be a community leader and to be a leader in whatever endeavor you might, uh, uh, decide to pursue once you get out of high school and through with your football life. So we see that. Well said. Yeah, we know, uh, what kind of an organization that we have devoted our life to, uh, the IFCA boy, I'll tell you, uh, there's no question about it. One of the best anywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. All right. Well, uh, Ted, is this the time you want me to run down some, uh, background information on what happened during the game? Well, we there. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Uh, we can, uh, then get right on to the, uh, 2010, uh, state championships. Yes. We got that. We'll do that. Know? We'll start with that as a matter so of fact. Roll. Okay, All right. Go ahead. Here we go. Fisher has knocked out, uh, a Lawrence central 38 to 19. Uh, Rick Wimmer, of course, was the head coach, uh, 14 and one on the season. And, uh, Lawrence central was 13 and two, uh, under the direction of Jason West, uh, Kobe Orris, uh, was the, uh, from Fisher's was, uh, selected as the uh, mental attitude award winner. In 4A, it was Indianapolis Cathedral 31, Fort Wayne Duringer 20. Uh, Fort Wayne, or excuse me, Indianapolis Cathedral was under Rick Streff. And hit Strife. Strife. Strife, okay. Uh, he was 12 and 3 on the season. And Duringer, under Chris uh, Schwarzkopf, was 13 and 1 on the season. Indianapolis Cathedral's uh, Connor Barthel was the um, uh, Mental Attitude Award winner. Indianapolis Chittard, uh Marched their way into another state championship as they beat South Bend St. Joe 28 to 14. Uh, Indianapolis Chittard 11 and 4 was under Vince Lorenzano. And uh, they beat, as I said, St. Joe um, uh, 28 to 14. Uh, ben Downey was head coach of St. Joe. They were 9 and 6 on the season. So that meant that they came into the tournament uh, with uh, barely a winning record. Uh, so that's pretty remarkable there. But that speaks to the kind of talent uh, that uh, they were playing. Indianapolis Chittards, uh, Joe uh, Fairbach was the uh, Medal Attitude Award winner. And in 2A, it was Fort Wayne Lures, 26, North Putnam, 14. Uh, North Putnam was under the direction of uh, Greg Barnett, or excuse me, Greg Bar- Barrett. And uh, he was 14 and 1. And also uh, uh, Matt Lindsay, of course, a legend at Fort Wayne Lures, was 14 and 1 on the season. Uh, North Putman's Travis Franklin was the Medal Attitude Award winner. And in Lafayette Central Catholic under Kevin O'Shea won another state championship. They went undefeated 15-0 and on that season. They beat Fountain Central 31-6. to Rick Malone was the head coach at Fountain Central. Lafayette Central Catholic's uh, Cody Christopher was uh, the Mo- Medal Attitude Award winner for that. And uh, some of the uh, awards, uh, speaking of awards, the Distinguished Service Award went to Mike Kirshner from Ben Davis. 
Um, and the president's award went to uh, Bev Smith from Granger Insurance, which was the sponsor of uh, this year's game, that year's game. Uh, the Ken Leffler Memorial Special Service Award went to Joe Goodman out of Seymour, of course. And uh, the Rex Kurtz Media Award went to uh, Myron Barnes from uh, Richmond Palladium, the Richmond Palladium. Uh, so those are the uh, um, special awards, that, uh, service awards, which uh, Mark was instrumental in instituting into our game. And uh, those are the winners of that, and those are the state champions. Okay. Uh, anything anybody has to add here? Uh, yeah, Opie had a tighter game when he had to play in the semi-state, right, Opie? <laughs> <laughs> we traveled out to Fishers and and played uh, a great Fishers team down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, I think we were 13-0 at the time. Mm-hmm. And they played extremely well. And we had a sad trip back home. And then the next week, uh, it was probably, if you look at five, or at the time, 5-8 football, now we have six, but Back in the old days, uh, that was probably one of the most unbelievable wins that Rick put on down at the state finals because that was a big, a large amount of points, and the differential in the score was just phenomenal for previous games. It was outstanding. Well, Hoffie also had a really outstanding kicker there at Valpo uh, in that game that had a great career at Penn State and and spent some time in the NFL. Uh, Ficklin, is that his name? Sam Thicken was his name, uh, Rick. Yes. He ended up making, he was All-American, two-time All-American. Lou Groves a finalist his senior year. Didn't get drafted, but he ended up playing uh, for five uh, NFL teams. And I had the opportunity uh, when my grandson was playing for Minnesota to go to the Rutgers game out at, out at Rutgers mm-hmm. on a Saturday and had never been there. And then a couple of days and got to see him play against Brady and the Patriots at MetLife Stadium. And it was awesome. Uh, (laughs) Sideline pass, went to the post game party with the players and, Mm -hmm. and I had a parking pass for the game. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get there early because Sam said, get the early coaches, see everybody coming in. So when I got to the gate, this man, I'm first one there. I got my car, my rental car. And the guy goes, are you playing today, sir? I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> he just said, I know. And he says, oh, I see your pass. Where, where can I? And I asked him where I could park my car. He says, back it in next to the handicap area. You'll see everybody come in. Mm-hmm. And 15 minutes later, two purple Lamborghinis came in with gold trim. They were the defensive back for the Jets. And then Sam came in on his. Typical Midwest, uh, it was a pickup truck with big tires. <laughs> and I don't, that, I mean, here's a Midwest kid in New York, and but it was awesome. But those are the kind of kids we have in Indiana that, that branch out like that. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and that year, the state championship won by Fishers was a, and, and, you know, I'm blowing smoke at you right now, Rick, but he did a great job coaching, uh, watching his films and everything. And mm-hmm. this team's got better and better all year, Dave and Ted. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, there wasn't a better team in the state of Indiana than Fishers that year. They were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. We, we had some some really outstanding players. We mentioned Kobe uh, and Brian Sutton, who, who played in the All-Star game. We had a defensive end, uh, uh, Taylor Halstead, who, who had four sacks in the game against LC's outstanding quarterback, Trey Robeson, and, and – um, um, in fact, I, I, I believe Trey was a Mr. Football that year. But um, uh, uh, Taylor had just an outstanding game against him, tight end uh, Dakota Slaughter, who ended up walking on. Uh, could have played some football, but ended up uh, in law school down in Alabama, pre-law, and then ended up walking on on their basketball team and, and uh, uh, had some CAA uh, appearances and things. So um, I also want to mention uh, – uh, Kobe, um, and that he um, is now coaching down here in Florida at a school in our conference at Southeastern oh, wow. University. Hmm. Um, uh, so he uh, he married a girl from from Lakeland, and and uh, they wanted to get back down here, and so he took a job with uh, Southeastern as a as a GA when he first came down here, and then now he is working uh, 
He coached safeties last year. I believe he's coaching corners this year. Last time I talked to him, he's moving to the corners. So um, uh, he's, you know, it's really it's kind of fun to, you know, you don't see a lot of people from Indiana when you move this far away, but it's kind of fun to to uh, visit with him and and uh, see him um, in, in in the game where where we're getting to, to, to see one another, face off with one another. So that's uh, that's been fun. Yeah, I got a daughter that lives in uh, Treasure Island down in St. Petersburg. Um, and someday uh, I may be knocking on your door. Uh, if, I <laughs> well, get an, if I ever get an invitation again uh, to go down there, uh, <laughs> since I hear it's pretty close. so Yeah, yeah, yeah. not far. Anyway, not far. Yeah. Dad, I owe you. I stayed at your place in, in Mobile, Alabama one time. That's right. That's right. Anytime you and and uh, Maureen want to visit Sue and I down in Venice, Florida during the winter, you always have an open invitation. Uh, in in fact, right. we I'll are only okay. we're only about forty five minutes from St. Pete Beach and Treasure oh, Island in that area. And that's okay. uh, in fact my favorite oyster place is PJ's right there in yeah. in your Rock Beach, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll remember that. Okay. Absolutely. Well, guys. <laughs> Dave, you're invited, yeah, been great, guys. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, well, guys, thanks a lot for being with us. It's such a pleasure to talk to you guys. And, uh, you know, you guys are legends in this uh, sport in the state of Indiana. And it's uh, great to have you on the show. And, uh, you know, uh, we get uh, more and more people listening to the show. And they totally enjoy the stories and enjoy the, uh, you know, the history of our sport. And that's uh really one of the main goals here of the podcast is to document uh, all the, or at least uh, attempt to document some of the history that has taken place in uh, the state of Indiana with our great sport of uh, high school sport of football. Hey, do you have time for one more story? Sure. Or, you bet, coach. Go right ahead. No, you okay. go right ahead. The Hall of Fame. Uh, Hub Etchison got that thing rolling many years ago. Jules Siegel from East Chicago, Washington. He was one of the early ramrods and then in region one, we started having it and they have in region two and everybody has now their hall of fame banquet. Mm -hmm. There was a young man inducted uh, a couple of weeks ago in Indiana, region one. His name was Chad fortune. He didn't play in the all-star game because I had two other kids play at the all-star game Mm -hmm. and we're only allowed two. but Chad fortune went on to Louisville was an all American tight end for Howard Schnellenbarger, the first million dollar coach. Remember those days yeah. he was bought out for Miami and they brought him into Louisville? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, here's, again, kids, and I got to tell you this. He was an LD student. He had trouble with his grades. No one in his family had ever gone to school. Mm-hmm. And we got him into Louisville, full scholarship, the whole deal, Division One, and he makes All-American plays in the full game. <laughs> he had a couple stints with the pros, but he just couldn't keep the weight on. So he went over to World Football League and made All-World Football League tied in. And he had another stint back here. And so now he's like 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, his football days were over. His best friend was Vince McMahon's son. Wow. He becomes a WWF tag team wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> After wow. seven years, his nickname was Travis. And he had to act like he was the Hill Jack. He had the bib overalls with right. the big thing on it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Vince McMahon's son, Vince McMahon loved Chad. And he said, Chad, how would you like to be a monster truck driver? He was billed as Superman. He became the number two money winner in monster (laughs) truck driving. (laughs) What a story. Three years. Now, he spent time over in Germany, World Football League, Mm -hmm. three years before COVID. Vince McMahon was going to start monster trucks in Europe, Mm -hmm. and Chad was going to be in charge of it. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit, it ended it. Mm -hmm. Well, Chad. Are you ready? He's a single dad, raised his 24-year-old son. He's a multimillionaire. <laughs> he built a house for his mom and dad down in Englewood in a gated community. Mm-hmm. That's where he lives. He's six foot seven, 270 pounds, and looks like he could still play. And he's 55 years old. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's incredible. But here's a kid. It's an incredible story, and he just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. And I wanted to give him a shout-out because he said something. I said, Chad, and this is a good thing for all athletes and football players or, or even us. I said, Chad, you're a Hall of Famer. Congratulations. You're going in, and 
It's well-deserved, Eagles. Coach, thank you for everything you've done. I said, what would you attribute or your success to? And you know what his response was? I never thought I would fail. Here's a kid that could hardly write his name. Mm -hmm. That's his philosophy in life. And if we all had that philosophy, holy smokes, wouldn't the world be a great place? Oh, absolutely. That is a great story, Coach. Thank you for sharing I wanted to throw that out. I know you like stories for the podcast, and I thought that one topped all of them. You bet. You're right. That's it. We got a new leader. We went out to dinner about three weeks, go down to Florida at a a barbecue place. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a tad under 300. I'm a big man. Mm -hmm. He picked me up like I was a just a little feather. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, that was kind of exciting too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I got in there, but hey, I want to thank both of you for inviting me and 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 just being part of this. And love Indiana football. Love you guys in the IFCA. Well, thank you so much, Coach, and uh, thanks for having us. And Coach Wimmer, also thanks so much hey, for hey, sharing. I, this. I also want to want to thank you guys for uh, uh, having Mark and I on. You know, I, I just, well, I could just sit here and be quiet and listen to Marcel <laughs> stories for another hour. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I've always, Absolutely. I've always loved that about Mark. Mm. He, he, uh, he's always in a good mood, always happy. Tells good stories. Uh, I would have loved, I would have said there's, there's several guys that I, I've always thought, you know, if I was young, there's, there's a few guys that, that I would really like to play for. And Mark Hoffman's always been one of those guys that I you thought. Bet. Thank you. you know, he'd, be, he'd be so much fun to play for. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Well, um, again. Well, we're going Sunday, Mark, uh, to Mexico, Indiana. There you go. Uh, we, have a, we have a meeting, a Hall of Fame meeting. So I'll tell everybody that uh, you said hello. Yeah. Would you do that? Uh, good I'll people. Yeah. I'll stand yeah. up people. All right. Okay, coaches. Again, thanks so much Thank for you. being with us. You bet. And it's been a great one and, uh, we really enjoy it and, uh, uh, just, uh, appreciate you spending some time with us. So we'll be Thank back. You. Enjoy your yeah. summer. You bet. You also will be, you. you bet coach. We'll be back with more right after this. Okay, coaches. It's summer camp season, which means you might be in market for some camp t-shirts or maybe camp awards, coaching shirts and shorts, maybe even a mini football for all your young campers. Well, Big Cat Promotions has all of this and much, much more. With over 100,000 products available, our designers can come up with something that's unique just for you. Items that will create a lasting impression on your future high school players. Big Cat Promotions can give you a quote so you can shop and compare. Call me, the Big Cat, at 574-551-5916, and let's have a super summer camp session. 574-551-5916. Big Gap Promotions is a proud sponsor of the IFCA podcast. And welcome back, everyone, once again, to this edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And Coach Huber, uh, another great uh, round of interviews there, talking to the North and South uh, head coaches of the all-star teams uh, for uh, 2011. Uh, what a great, great uh, opportunity to talk to those guys and great stories. Yeah, Mark Hoffman and then uh, Rick Wimmer, uh, two, of the gr- two of the best, mm-hmm. no question about it. They, uh, you know, have been very active throughout their career coaching and service to the IFCA. Mm-hmm. And probably those two guys have forgotten more football than most people knew, <laughs> uh, you know, at one time. So. Sure. Anyway, uh, Weber's still coaching. Yeah. Weber International down in Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, Hoppy um, moved up to South Dakota where his uh, grandkids are. And, right. uh, you know, it, it, what are you going to say? So, you know, it's just uh, it's the right kind of people. Yeah, no question yeah. about it. Sounds like Coach Hoffman also has got, kept his, the place in Florida to escape the uh, those uh, South Dakota winners that would be a good idea so i'm sure of that too so but anyway. yeah he started in florida now he's gone to south dakota so right um that yeah yeah that's good so anyway all right coach well um what what where are we heading next what's up after after this show? well we've got uh we've got our uh, legend series yes. coming up. okay that's what we want to talk and about. the first 
the first ones uh, will be the deceased members. There's 14 of them. Right. And um, we got to get uh, we got to get Bridge, and we got to get Dave Land. Right. And uh, they're going to help us. And um, you know, speaking about stories, uh, you're going to hear some more stories. Oh yeah. When you get those two guys together. Right. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's 14 of these guys uh, that we have, and uh, we're ready to go with that. Yeah, I was, lo- looking through the, that, I was looking through the research that you've done on that that you send me, uh, of course, and uh, uh, just tremendous, some interesting people from clear back around the turn of the century. We're going to talk about some of those coaches and their records and where they were, and it's going to be just fun to uh, – I dig back into that. And again, thanks to your research and your Maureen's research here on this, uh, it's going to be a, a, a interesting fact filled, uh, um, show. So we encourage everyone to yeah, listen to the series. There's a guy named Art Rolf, Art yes. Rolf from Gary Emerson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he coached at Gary Emerson from 1928 mm-hmm. to 1962. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's something named after him up there, but at any rate. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, this will be fun yeah, because, be show. you know, we start with Donnie Howe and uh, at Holbert. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Hoppy knows him because sure. he used to beat Hoppy outside. Right. And uh, when he was at Holbert. And we'll go from there. So uh, yeah. looking forward to it. No yeah. question about it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. So. Well, uh, this has been a great show here once again. And, uh, you know, just uh, outstanding coaches talking about their kids, talking about the All-Star game for 2011 and highlighting the players there and uh, giving us some uh, more interesting stories. So it was just a a fun show to do. And uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in and listening to the show. Uh, We know uh, I know the numbers are growing as people listen more and more to this. So we really appreciate that. And we also know that all the coaches are gearing up for their summer camps and that kind of thing. So we wish them the best in that. And, uh, you know, we just want to uh, continue to support all the great things that our coaches are doing out there with our young men there, uh, teaching them how to play the great game of football. But not only that, uh, teaching them how to be good human beings. And that is uh, something that is desperately needed each and every generation. And uh, we're certainly happy that... uh, we can uh, support that in any way we can. So everyone have a great week, and we'll talk to you later on the podcast.